Welcome back to the Sin and Twin Podcast. It's your girl, Sin, and I'm here with my twin. Jay, a.k.a. Harbinard. Today's guest, we've got... Yo, yo. <laughs> I don't send, send you some Why don't you tell us a bit about your business? We have this thing, like, I, I despise Jay. I'm just here for you. I don't know why. <laughs> this is me, guys. I want to rewind a little bit. You are now listening to the Sin and Twin Podcast. Welcome back to the Sin and Twin Podcast. It's your girl, Sin, and I'm here with my twin. Yo, yo, it's Jay, a.k.a. Harbinard. What up? We're here at Studio Woe, and we are joined today by the band Leave It Behind, straight out of Highland, New York. Hardest working punk rock band. So welcome, guys. We are so happy to have you guys here. And I What's am up, so boys? Excited for this. Thank, you. Thank you. Welcome. So... First, before we get into anything, I want to start with where everybody can find you, uh, where they can find your music. They have an EP out right now, Time Flies. So where can they find your music? Where can they find you guys, social media, all that good stuff? Um, we're on Instagram, mm-hmm. definitely. We have a YouTube channel. Um, we are on Spotify, and I think all the uh, streaming platforms, or most of them, I and think it's, it's a big official thing. leave it behind, right? Is yeah. the tag. Is the uh, tag for Instagram, yeah. Okay. Official cool. leave it behind New York, NY, I meant, yeah. Gotta so, throw the NY in there. Yeah, throw the NY. <laughs> Let them know, you yeah. know, we gotta represent. So, uh, yeah, streaming it on all the, you know, platforms. And yeah. We're out there. I was so. I was listening to Time Flies, and I gotta tell you, I was having the time of my life listening to it. It's so good. That's it's so awesome. good. That's I cool. also Thank feel you. like I don't hear a lot of it these days. Like not a, not a whole lot. Like like in that form of uh, punk rock, anyway. You know. Yeah, I and mean, it's, it's refreshing. It's been, it's, but yeah, you gotta like follow the scene. To, yeah, they're to out there, there, but but definitely not too uh, too many. So not like it used to be. But there used you. to be a lot of uh, appreciate. The you. scene Listen. was much bigger. Yeah. So, do you guys have any shows coming up? I mean, you guys are busy. We you guys have busy. shows I often. I feel like, uh, yeah, we do pretty good. Uh, next one we have is uh, June 6th at the Kingsland in Brooklyn. Nice. Which okay. I will be in the building for. Yeah. Okay. Um, two bands coming up from Florida. We'll be playing with them. So. Awesome. How'd you out. get that? Do you have a history with those two bands? or No. Um, I just emailed uh, that this, uh, you ever heard of Music Dies Here? It's uh, they're on Instagram. Um, I think they, you know, they promote promote their promoter type. And I just emailed them, and then they hit me up a little while later, asked you know, see if we could play this show. So okay, yeah. So let's start off with this. Let's meet everybody individually. So we have Mike. Mike, what is your role in the band? I play guitar and uh, lead vocal. Okay. So. All right, Chris. What do we What Uh, do we get from you? I play drums. I'm the drummer. Nice. How about you, Ralph? <laughs> and uh my name is ralph play bass uh sing um you know that stuff general shenanigans hell yeah there's always got to be shenanigans of definitely <laughs> of so mike why don't you tell me a little bit about how this band formed and how the three of you came together well uh it was i don't know probably like uh, around 2017 i was really starting to get you know, want to start this band, start this band, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, throwing names around and whatnot and leave it behind kind of came out and I like the uh, sound of that. So is there I, a story there with leave it? Behind? Uh, well, yeah, kind of when I uh, ended up sticking with it, I was like, <clears throat> leave it behind is like 
whatever you know for it might be different for everybody but sure you know whatever's like you know keeping you from doing what you want to do fucking you up or leaving you know something you need to leave behind you know yeah. i love, to move that. Forward. Yeah, I love so, that too i didn't know that that's yeah. what uh that's awesome that's what it's about yeah so that's a great uh, message behind the name of the band for sure. One hundred percent, and that's a, cool. that that fits really well with the podcast too, right? Because we talk about that a lot. Like, get out of your own way and just do yeah, it. Exactly. Just go yeah. for it. You love it. Do it. Definitely. So that's really what the, what the name means, you know. Yeah. Even behind whatever's keep you know fucking dragging you down, whatever. Yeah, yeah of man. course. So, so how'd you find these guys? It was a little bit of a run, you know, of uh, finding trying to find members and mm-hmm. whatnot. A couple of drummers. Here and there, I had, I think, at least two or three I was trying with that didn't last too long because, you know, either it works or it doesn't either. Yeah, 100%. They're not even into that kind of music as uh, much. It's the hardest or this part of that. being in a band. Yeah, yeah. It's finding people that, you know, want to... That p- click. Yeah, click and, like, that kind of same kind of stuff and all that, and that can play this stuff well also, yeah. you know. So, uh, and then I uh, started, I, I ended up putting some, making some flyers. I was like, I got to try something. I did band mix, all this stuff, trying mm-hmm. to find people. Uh, put some flyers out, Alto Music, you know, record shops, different places, New Paul's, Beat Game, Gipsy, all around. And uh, they were out for a good while. And then, uh, so fucking like one week, I got a text from Chris right here. And I got a text from another Chris who was played bass. So I was like, in the same week, this drummer and bass player hit me up. There you go. I'm like, what the fuck? So first I met Chris because, you know, I want to do uh, drums or, you know, you don't have drums really. You got nothing anyway. So I hit him up, you know, and uh, so, uh, yeah. I had moved to Beacon at that point and Mm -hmm. I was just at Alto. I saw the flyer and it was like punk rock band uh, forming needs a drummer. I'm like, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to call these kids. It's either going to be like 16 year olds who like want to do like a blink type thing, or it's going to be like cool people. So um, Mike and I linked up and uh, we chilled and we got along. We listened to a lot of the same bands and uh, started playing pretty much maybe a month after that. And, uh, been doing it pretty much every week since. So awesome. Yeah, so you guys have been putting in a lot of work. Uh, we put in, uh, like I said, uh, obviously the other Chris bass player didn't work out too well. Um, so me and Ralph, or sorry, me and Chris, kind of just getting ourselves get familiar and tightened up a little bit. Uh, then I realized at the time I was living in Mayapack, driving to practicing in Highland and stuff with Chris, meeting up, driving back to Mayapack. Before the flyers, uh, I I got I'm working with this guy talking to him. Yeah, I'm trying to start this band. He's like, why don't you hit up this kid Tom, who I did go to school with. We weren't really friends, but I knew him enough. Mm-hmm. He played. He's like, yeah, he plays drums, or whatever. So I said, all right, I hit him up. Trying, I hit him up. I go over there. At the time, Ralph is uh, living there, mm-hmm. renting from him. Okay, and. Uh, you know, he was, you know, at first it was kind of just me and Tom fucking around. Not, You know, pretty quickly he was like, oh, I'll ask Ralph if he wants to play bass. Because Ralph plays every instrument. You know every that. time. But, uh, well, uh, so, so, yeah. So that's how I met Ralph. For, actually, met Ralph first, yes. Awesome. Skip that part. Um, that was like. That was 2018. Yeah. Somewhere in there. It was a while ago now. Yeah. Man. So, um, didn't, uh, we did. It it was I don't know how long it was six eight months or whatever it was a good run we had we pra- we were practicing played once at Darkside Records 
Um, but, uh, you know, no offense to uh, our buddy there, but, you know, ended up not really working out, mm-hmm. not because of, uh, you know. Just it didn't. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't clicking yeah. with the dr- all three of us the right way. So, for whatever reason, it, it faded out. Um, no hard feelings anywhere, you know. And then, uh, uh, so 18, uh, it wasn't until, you know, about 2020 where I met Chris. So, it was a good two years there where I wasn't really doing too much, did a cover band, still trying to, in the back of my mind, putting this Find together. Something, yeah, put something together. It takes a long time. End people, up meeting Chris through the flyer. That. that was at Alto for like a year. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I was there for a long time before he ever seen me. So luckily it was still there. Don't um, give up, people. And then uh, <laughs> don't give up. got hit by Chris. And then um, he's in Highland. I'm living out there. I realized Ralph's in Highland. I'm like, wait a minute. I call. See if Ralph wants to play bass with us. Yeah. Yeah, hit them up, and then that, then we formed there. So, awesome. I love how <laughs> I just love how that all came together, right? Because, like Chris said, it could have been sixteen-year-olds looking for, you know, bandmates or yeah. looking for a drummer or whatever the you case may be. You don't know what be. it's going to be, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's also that doesn't happen that way anymore. Yeah, not it doesn't. Often. Like we're no. not finding. I'm saying we as if I'm in a band or something, but we are not finding um, bandmates. Through flyers. Yeah, most of it's then, online. Yeah, yeah, it's online yeah. or you're trying to make it work with people you know or mutual friends or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, with Jay's band, you know, he got lucky that, you know, people that he grew up with, they were able to come yeah. together and everything. Yeah. The but way he, that you guys came together differently, you know, you didn't even know each other and no. it's working. That is so interesting to me, you know. Yeah. That's cool. It's it's rare. Rare. It is rare. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It yeah. is. Yeah. And that's how I met my other band, too. Like, funny you were just saying not on flyers i met them online you know uh they were you know uh my singer was looking for a bass player he posted online and uh he posted a song and i listened to it and i was like oh this is really good you know so i reached out to him and you know uh but by the next day he was like all right like come to practice and you know and that band was sort of the same thing where it was like a bunch of different people that just came together and same thing, like we have a really good vibe, and you guys know when you vibe with somebody, especially like musically, the chemistry and everything, and it's like you, you don't want to let that go once you have it, you know. So you guys are definitely lucky to have that that bond. Yeah. I know what that feels like. So, what year was it that you guys all came together? Then twenty twenty, you said. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Did you know, not to put you on the spot, but did you know immediately that? this was good this was the formula and you had the band uh yeah pretty sure yeah like i said once i met chris uh i knew you know obviously i met ralph first we we did we it was we you know we gelled well together Mm -hmm. it was our drummer that kind of wasn't you know getting locked in with us and or into it enough yeah Yeah. you know metal guy trying to play punk drums yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so you know transfer as well I him pro- yeah. you know it's just so a after, different style yeah, yeah. it and wasn't you know it so kind of like came together uh, with us and definitely that we had a different guitarist yes and F- josh yeah but um you know sometimes things don't always work out and sure. after he left it, we turned into the three-piece and it just felt better and correct and yeah. every show since then people will you know that saw the previous four piece they'll be like you guys need to just 
keep yeah, it. Yeah, you guys sound tighter. Or, yeah. Right. And the power trio. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And there's yeah. not a lot of those. Yeah. But actually, a couple of our homies' bands are also power yeah. trios. It works, yeah. 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 It works well. So Less like, is definitely more it works sometimes. Out. Yeah. 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 Less yeah. is definitely it's more nice, sometimes. You know? yeah. yeah. I like it. Um, you know, shout out to Josh. You know, incredible home, guitar player. Mine, yes. Awesome guitar yes. player, musician. Yeah. Um, for whatever you know, a few different reasons, he had to depart, and then we were, and then I, at first I was like, just thinking like you know, two yeah, you know, just like automatically I hit this other kid up uh, to play a second guitar, and he had came over once with us and jammed, and I don't even think he was feeling it. We weren't, and then after that we were like just three piece. Then we realized yeah. it was yes. it was just better anyway. It sounded better. It was tighter, mm-hmm. and it was yeah, that was it. We wasn't even looking for anybody else, so. I think really the three piece let us grow as a band too in ways because um, you know like Mike started doing a little bit more lead stuff uh, that he he was doing a lot more rhythm before that um, Ralph was you know able to build in a lot more harmonies and stuff over time um, so I think that was really cool and like yeah we just the three of us had gotten really tight like Ralph and I's the rhythm section and like with Mike's rhythm stuff as well um, so it just like it kind of felt like we we're moving forward more quickly in that way um, so it was. It was definitely cool um, to to hear it both ways, and I had heard Mike's songs before that, and that was for me like one of the reasons I really wanted to to join the band because I really like I, I love the songs, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know it's not that easy to find folks that are into more like aggressive music that we play. It's like you know, I'm not saying like punk is completely underground or anything. It's or, niche um, though. Yeah, it, it yeah. is, and it's not for everybody. Oh, yeah. No. And you it does take like a certain yeah. passion for the scene and the the community and the the bands and respect for the bands that came before. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's a lineage to it in a way, and like it can be like, okay, people say it's a little bit, um, you know, formulaic. Or, you know, it can be, but the energy is is there. And if you're not living the energy, you're not like putting that out, then you're not, you know, not really a, a punk band to me. And, like, punk's not a sound, but it's a feel, and it's a it's a way of being in a community. And I feel like we got um, all of that in, in our band, the three of us as people. And, uh, you know, we do really love playing shows with our friends' bands and, and seeing scenes grow. And, you know, it's that part has been awesome. Uh, we did start in the middle of the pandemic, you know. Um, we didn't yeah. know when or if we were going to play a show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but we that'll still, make or break a band you know, for sure. We we're grinding it out every week, regardless. Like yeah. knowing that yeah. when this, you know, things are normal or whatever, um, you know, we're, we're gonna like get on this, and get it was it. like something yeah. great to look forward to when there was nothing else to do. You know, like you couldn't go out except to like the supermarket, but we would still get together still once a week, and yeah. that's like a good release, you know, because otherwise you're like, what the fuck, yeah. man? Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys feel like the pandemic allowed you to really hone in on your craft? Um, I suppose. Uh, I would imagine we would have, you know, honed it in before we really ventured out to shows anyway. Sure. Maybe we would have played some earlier, probably, but I think we would have, you know, got that tight before we played right. anyway, I would think. Right. So much time to actually practice and, like, write and add things and see right. which way we were trying to go with them and i mean and take the time on them yeah because you had the time yeah, yeah. And, and that way yeah yeah there was like more time to be had to practice to write to think about them as like a a whole whole composite you know piece instead of just like you know songs and like 
just banging them out quick, you know, yeah. trying to actually put a little extra care into them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had so much time to play guitar again because I was, like, stopped playing, like, uh, acoustic and things like that for, you know, it's a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. My hands were, like, getting stale, so it was nice to, like, really take the time again. I was like, oh, I need to, like, relearn how to play some of these things that I used to play all the time. Mm-hmm. So it really was a great thing for me to, like, have because I would just play songs after song after song just trying right. to get it back into it and yeah, then man. almost falling in love with that just like going back to just like practicing all, all the over time. again like, like i'm sure like you guys uh probably feel the same when i was a kid and i first started playing guitar i could play for four hours straight you know like oh, when i was a kid like easily, all i did easily. was play guitar like when me and my friends hung out and like we sat in a room talking like we're doing right now you have your electric guitar because it's like it's not that loud you know yeah, what i mean yep. i would just oh I, I couldn't have a conversation yeah, with like, Jay. I couldn't have a conversation with him. We would literally be talking about something, you know, we, obviously we went to school together. We'd be talking about something that happened in school or I'd be whatever I was trying to talk to him about. He's laying there playing. Yeah. And I'm like, can I can I get a second with that? Every, my life was it had a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way to put it. My life had a soundtrack played by Jay. Oh, and, and it was and my <laughs> shitty playing when I was 14. <laughs> hey, well, there's always been a music, I think, in all I, of our lives. You know, yeah, and I don't think I appreciated it enough, too, gotcha. right? Because I, I'm not a musician, right? And sometimes it, it was just, he also, like, it wasn't like he was lightly playing or anything like that. Like, he's <laughs> jamming out while I'm talking to him, right? Yeah. So at the time, it was like, I can't even think straight because all I hear is your music, you know. But thankfully, you know, he always, always, always embedded everything he was interested in into me, you know. And he would explain to me why it was good. He would explain, like, he would taught me all the bands and, you know, all of that stuff. They saw a quizzer. No. Like, who is this? <laughs> no, honestly. It was a, like, and he was aggressive with it. Mud vein. You know? Like, <laughs> we saw him practicing what it takes yeah. to yeah. an instrument. Yeah. Absolutely. Things like that. Yeah. It takes work, you know. Yeah, and she's For always sure. come out to support the shows and stuff, so she That's she cool. knows the grind and how much goes into it. Yeah. And, you know, the shows, the recording, you know, the, yeah. the traveling and stuff. A lot of hours. Yeah, a lot of hours, a lot right? A lot of hours. Yes. I mean, you have to truly love what you yeah, do. Definitely. You have to truly love what you do because if not, it, it you can't keep doing it. Like, there's no way the time – like, sometimes I look at him and I'm like, how are you okay? <laughs> you know, because there there's also as much love and passion, there's also a ton of frustration, a ton mm-hmm. of, like yeah. – you know, you get to that point where you're like, why am I doing this? But it's yeah. short-lived because you love it so much, right? And I find that, especially with musicians, you can't be a musician without all of that. You know what I mean? Well, it just, it won't last. Yeah, I, w- I just want to uh, interject and say, like, and you guys give off that vibe. Like, Chris was talking 100%. about uh, feeling and punk. You know, it's like when you guys play, like, you can tell that you guys really enjoy playing together and each other's company. You know, like these guys came out and uh, opened for my band, Hamilton Fish. What was that in like 2021 or something in Brooklyn? Yeah, it's yeah. a couple of years early. ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty Plus. early in their lineup. Yeah, um, before they were a three piece actually. And yeah. uh, you guys always give off that vibe when you perform. And and like you guys were saying, playing with your friends' bands and stuff is always so fun because it's like everybody's there for the same reason because they love music or they love punk rock. And yeah. um, you guys definitely go out there and, and kill it. And I always enjoy watching uh, your guys' set. 
So thank you for that. I'll be there. Uh, Old heads all the time. They yeah. say that punk rock ain't got no retirement plan. There's no 401k in yeah. that. So yeah. uh, if you don't love, love it, if, you, if yeah. you're not having fun and you're not like living your it with your whole heart, like just stop doing it, man. Like yeah. there there's a go. lot of <laughs> bands out there. You just like, are you? Do you even like the music you're playing? Like yeah, so right. it's like, true. That passion. Right. Like if they if a band doesn't have that, I don't care again. Like what it sounds like. Like. If it sounds like like I'm stoked on the new Kylie Minogue record, but it's going to be like super passionate, <laughs> like you know that much. Um, unlike other things I've heard, you know. So like it's uh, yeah, that's what it's about. Bring that, bring that all the time as hard as you can. Yeah, right. Sure. And just again, like from from an outsider's perspective, you know, and because that, that's what I bring to this table right now. Yeah. Again, not a musician, not typically, you know. In well, no, I am into this genre of music. I'm just not well versed in it or educated in it just whatever jay forced on me <laughs> but from my perspective i enjoy watching a band when i can tell they're enjoying what they're doing just like he said yes it, like yes, you definitely. feel it you feel it just like when you're standing there i've brought so many people with me to jay's shows or other band shows that are not into that music and i'm like no trust me you're gonna love it like yeah you don't have to love the music to sit there and love watching somebody do it and he's so right you yeah. know i haven't gotten to see you guys live right i wasn't at that brooklyn show i don't think you were um i haven't gotten to see you guys live but i was watching you know your youtube videos and like it, it's even palpable just watching the videos you know well, like the whole like thing about like the whole punk like scene and like punk music to like it's like not sustainable, mm -hmm. so it's it it's always chaotic. You don't know. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. di. That's why yeah. driven, um, yeah. community driven. Yeah. So all of that is like is super crucial. And like having going to see your buddies' bands is like super important. So like yeah. we don't even you know play shows all times, but we're going to our buddies' bands constantly, yeah, sure. just yeah. trying to show that at, you know yeah. keeping this steam growing and alive. Yeah. And, and I feel the same way for passion, you guys. You know? you know, when you guys played at uh, Rubelod, you know, I was able to make it you out. There, yeah. And uh, thank you. Yeah, Such you know, I'm out there. So show. it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know you guys are coming to Kingsland June 6th, right? Yeah. Yes. So June 6th, come out, Six. be there. I'll be yeah. in the building too. We'll smoke some blunts. Yes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so like, you know, I'll be there. And I, I always think the same way, you know, especially if it's like, you know, my friends and stuff that are playing, I always try to make it out and support. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's so yeah, important yeah, yeah. for the scene and the bands. And, you know, it. I feel like even especially like growing up in the Hudson Valley, like there used to be a really big like band scene yeah. and not just punk or hardcore or metal or alternative rock. Like at, there was so many shows, you know, more, growing up in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys remember, you know, so it's yeah. like, um, you know, we got to like keep that alive, you know, yeah. especially here in the Hudson Valley. Yeah. And that's what I you wanted know. to, you know, I, there was, I seen some bands like before the band started, I'd see certain bands like our homies, RBNX, mm -hmm. good Shout friends out. of ours. Shout, Shout out. out to Shout RBNX. Out. I did, uh, I did you know, see them like, too. You know, I'm like, I want to, you know, I wanted to start a band and kind of get, if, if there wasn't the scene already, we'd fucking mm -hmm. start one, you know. Or, yeah. And I, I could see there was something, there were some bands in the area doing some things and that. So, uh, yeah, I'd go out to sh their shows and start bullshitting with them. That's how I met Mike. And so, but yeah, starting those, you know, relationships are they're awesome. You know, I mean, I'm glad yeah, we made friends with a bunch, you know, a few different bands that we uh, help each other get shows, this and that. 
So yeah, it's awesome. You so know. do you speaking to that band scene that there was like when we were growing up and you were getting into the music scene? Mm -hmm. Do we feel like that has dwindled significantly? Is it still there and I'm just out of touch with it? Like I mean, it's just not in the same I gotta place. Say, like, it's changed. Yeah, yeah, Hudson yeah. Valley hardcore is popping off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. definitely a lot of music. yeah. Like, Mind Force, Age of Apocalypse, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. those kind of bands, like, that stuff, massive, sure. and, uh, you know, they're, they're incredible bands, like, I go to see them as often as possible, but, um, they have, like, their own kind of scene, and our band, uh, not really part of that scene, like, we're maybe a little adjacent, but, like, mostly just because some of our friends have, like, shared members with, you know, some of those bands or whatever, but, right. mm -hmm. um, you know, there's it, there's almost, like, little micro scenes now, in a way, yeah, like, yeah. there is this huge, like, Hudson Valley hardcore scene, and, like, you'll see pretty big metal scene, too, like, you see a lot of metal kids around Poughkeepsie and everything, um, and, like, yeah, but you also have, like, up in Kingston, there's, like, that tubby scene, so you have, like, a little bit more, like, indie, alternative, sure. um, mm -hmm. and then... You know, in Snugs, New Paltz, there's like a lot of younger bands. Um, you know, shout out to Three Skin, shout out to Overturn, Orama, um, Orama. You know, so I there's like, like a lot of uh, young bands, a bit younger than us, that are coming up, that are definitely keeping the scene alive, and like a lot of DIY spaces pop up here and there, but they do shut down. Like we lost a venue last week um, in in New Paltz, and you know, Bathhouse, rest in peace. Yeah, so like you know, it is like that. So it's this constant like, net, where's the next place? Where can we do a show? Like where you mm. know, because. Uh, some shows are too big to even have, like, you know, at the Chance or the Loft and mm -hmm. uh, the way that that venue is set up, which is, you know, all-time classic space. But, um, sure. you yeah. know, it's uh, it's got a limit. So shows can't, like, the big shows there will sell out pretty quick because, uh, you know, everybody wants to see these bands, but the space is only going to take what it takes, you know. So mm -hmm. um, I think it's like any DIY scene that's that constant, like, all right, we got to find a new place. Scrambling and, like, a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. So. it's constantly a... It's like a constant flow of where it's going to go next, mm -hmm. who can have a show, what spot will let us play yeah. because of, like, the style of music and the scene. And, like, people are uneasy. So it's a big DI, DI has, it's a wide space mm -hmm. for growing, you know, here in, uh, locally. It's all backyard venues, basement shows. Damn. It's still happening. But you got to know people and that makes the scene a little bit more like harder to get into if you're yeah not, a little like, more underground yeah that's what i was saying it's like the the scenes are there for sure it's just, yeah you just gotta know it. you gotta people. follow the right people and so we're saying there's a shortage of venues in the hudson valley are we thinking um, mm, it's a it's a little bit of there's a, like a lot of bands there's a lot of different you know, venues. It's just yeah. um, trying to figure out when everybody can kind of have a turn. And then mm -hmm. also, mm -hmm. if we could all get together, we would be a more unified scene. Yeah. Sure. And, like, that's, like, tough because, like, not everybody wants to hang out together. And, like, yeah. yeah that so that, so, that sounds know. like that's changed a little bit. From, yeah, back, back in the day, like yeah. I came up like going to shows since about like 1993 on Long Island is where I where I came up. So a lot of shows you go to, you'd have like punk bands, hardcore bands, sure. emo bands, all in the same show. But now it seems like, you know, this is a hardcore show. You're gonna have hardcore bands, maybe one kind of like emo band, but really there's not like that gelling between punk and hardcore anymore. Um, mm -hmm. There's a really sick emerging scene of like kind of neo oi bands, but they all kind of play together too. So. It, I, I do think a lot of stuff is getting kind of micro-scened. And, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, like that's okay because in a way the underground has grown. Um, like, I mean, think about turnstile, how much they're popping off, like a lot like hardcore and like that whole kind of world is, is pretty big right now. But, um, I would say that like punk in a way has, is not really come up in that again. You know, there's, there's the big bands like Rance has got new stuff coming out and oh, it's yeah. going to be ill. Um, and you know, like some of the legacy bands are, are still doing their thing, and that that's great. Like I got to see Descendants last year. Like I mean, that's that's awesome. But like the younger punk bands, a little bit harder to find. Um, so you know, there's there's space for everybody, and sure. we just want to hear uh, people doing what they truly love. So you know, like if you if you love beat down hardcore, like more power to you. But like if you love you know, 90s, Epitaph, Fat Rat. Like, I want to hear what you're doing, too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's room, again, for yeah. everybody. And different sounds, different mixed, time. Like, mixed yeah. shows, you know. Yeah. Doesn't matter so. Yeah, that's what I've always loved about, like, you know, and again, just watching Jay with his previous bands and everything. There was always the, that camaraderie that didn't matter what they were playing, you know, yeah, we spoke. Yeah, on. like, we spoke about that on a sure. previous podcast yeah. where we were, like, back in the day, we'd play, like, with... There'd be like a metal band, there'd be like a ska band and a hardcore yep. band on a bill, you yeah. know. Yeah, but we'll like everybody would would stay yeah. for each other. Like that's the other thing. Like people would stick around and like yeah. you know, the moshers <laughs> would yeah. skank and the skankers would mosh, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. everybody was having a Should good time. Like yeah. And then yeah. uh now it you know, seems like a lot of people will go see one band on a bill and it's then true, leave. right? And it clears, yeah. And it's I'm crazy. like it Sometimes, kinda like yeah. kills the whole vibe and the whole point of the scene. Is yeah. to, bring people for everybody and like we're all trying to go see the next band and the next meet like it's always great having you know mixed bill shows because we get to see new people yeah exactly get to see what you know we bring or what our buddies bands brings and like that's what like helps a lot and i feel like a lot of people have like forgotten like you know stay the whole show you paid to get in yeah. you might as well yeah. like hang out it gives everybody a good time and and, you know. and it's up to the bands i think too to like uh to you know work that to their fans like or tell that to their fans like stick around for these other bands like That's we got you know thinking. we got these guys on this bill because we you know like if you know if, if my band does a show and leave it behind one of the opening bands like i'm i'm selling also you guys to whoever's coming out to see yeah. me, you know, because I want to share the stage with other good bands. And ha- another thing too, is like growing up for me, I found so many bands by going to shows, right? How many bands? I'm sure you guys, yeah. like so you went to go oh, see, man, you went to go thousands. see, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you went to go see no effects. And then like, there was four openers and like yeah. the second opener, you were like, yo, this band's sick. And, and you went and listened to them and like hardly anybody knew them, but also you didn't really know as much back then because it yeah. was like yeah it was yeah. like it wasn't like spotify where you could see how many people are listening to you or you know what i mean yeah. like mm-hmm. back then it was like you got the cd and you had that in your that car you're it. like oh i love this band yeah. you know what i mean you put people on to them like yep. yeah. i always had friends i love to be like yo you got to hear this band you yeah. know they would always put me on to I different to things that. yeah like oh, yeah. it oh, was yeah. it was different back then yeah like the whole sure. you know trading physical media oh yeah used to be a such a important part of my you know, yeah. youth, and yeah. now it's like yeah. buying it's CDs, and like now it's vinyl is like popping again, and that's like a whole interesting yeah. scene that came 
the cassettes. But it's like yeah, which never left. Yeah. Oh, people, are, people, <laughs> yeah. the bands are selling cassettes again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Wait, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Really? I think it's yeah. more of like a memorabilia. Yeah, it's like a gimmicky thing. kind of thing, mm -hmm. but also but like it's, it's not because cool. people will still be like, "This sounds so much better." And I'm, like, I'm not to gonna some lie, person to some people, it it can. If yeah. That's what sure. you would like to hear. Like. Yeah. It hits your ears just right again and get that nostalgic tone. Like, yeah, like, yeah. If you like, don't have nostalgia for the Raekwon purple tape, I don't know what to do for you. For real. <laughs> I was ju I was just oh about to God. say so Jedi Mind Tricks, you know, they they did one of the one of their albums like a uh, limited ed edition tape and like I thought about like getting it but I'm like if I do I gotta go get a, a tape player yeah, and pop that like, thing yeah, you know show, yeah, I have to I, gotta play that. I didn't end up buying it because I knew then, then I'd be like oh well everybody who comes out with a cassette now I need one yeah. you know what I mean I, was I see like, you know you got the old case lock exactly thing, I don't need any I don't need tapes. any more collectibles any more hobbies I'm maxed out oh yeah <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna lie I was in Virginia about a month ago and like I ran into a band I'd seen before and I was like yo I tried to get your tape last time i saw you um you were out of them or whatever and he's like come back tomorrow i'll have one here i'm like all right like and i drove out of my way to just buy a tape out of you know because i really you know down with this band yeah. um so i don't know i for me like that punk rock is and and hardcore world has always been like tied in with that you know you mm -hmm. support bands you buy seven inches you buy you yeah. know yeah, records, yeah, you buy sure. vinyl you buy merch um and it was, it's merch. a community. Yeah. You know? I try to yeah, buy, merch buy merch from every oh, band yeah. that we're playing yeah. with, usually, oh, yeah. if I can. Yeah, man, that's the way. Yeah, got to support each other. Friends, yeah, bands, merch, or just even if we just met them or whatever, you know. I'm big on the merch. I, I did want to ask you guys, yeah. uh, maybe uh, each of you guys can tell us some of your influences. And, like, you know, I, I know uh, if you guys want to say, like, any type of influence, but also, like, at least one that you feel like, uh, uh, is an influence for you in specifically in this band and the type of music that you write? Well, yeah, uh, I just I was in, in got into music real early. A big fan of music. Parents always listen to music. Big fans. So you know, and early on it was like, you know, your classic rock, eighties mm -hmm. rock, eighties metal, Def Leppard, Def Leppard, Guns the N' Roses. You know, in my opinion, ACD. You know, all that shit. that whole era, untouchable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, then it slowly came into the grunge came out, and yeah. uh, I was liking that a little bit. And then uh, I guess Green Day and Offspring came out. I mm -hmm. dated myself, but then my cousin, my older cousin Robbie, shout out to him, rest in peace. Also, and uh, he was like, no, no, no. He showed me what punk rock was. You know, the, Ramones, The Clash, the and rock. even Bad Religion, No Effects, Rancid, yeah, all the shit, Agnostic Front. So, and then I just took it and ran from there. So I've been really a fan of punk since i was like 12 you know so awesome uh and that, yeah so and then it wasn't obviously till way later i finally started a band but awesome. that's how i got into it what about you chris uh so for me like it's probably be like around well when i was really little my dad was obsessed with things like the beatles um so i remember like hearing abbey road and records like that so like nice. all the time when i was a kid but uh by the time i could choose what i liked i'd say like set around seven or eight it was Big into MTV. Um, this had been around 1987, 1988. Into hair metal. Got into yeah, Guns N' Roses and Poison and uh, all that oh, good yeah. stuff. So and good. And then uh, I had so an older cousin who's like, "This stuff is so weak. You bet you need to check this out." And he gave me Metallica, Anthrax, <laughs> and Slayer. And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah there you so go. I was like this little like eight, you know, eight year old Hessian with a mullet. I used to wear sweatpants every day. It was so sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1988, 
go to the Smith Haven Mall, get myself a Skid Row shirt. It was the illest. Um, but yeah, probably by like, you know, through Metallica, I would say I would have heard the the Misfits. And once you hear the Misfits, there's pretty much no going back, you know. Mm-hmm. I also really liked Kiss at one point in my life and yeah. that kind of stuff. So I, that's pretty common, I feel like. But yeah, once I once Kiss. the Misfits and like Ramones kind of grew from there, um, you know, I was like pretty sold in the in the whole punk rock thing. I remember actually getting uh, Nevermind and Metallica's Black Album on tape the same day. Um, I've been like 1991 and I was pretty much like from there, like I was only listening to, you know, I pretty much put the metal aside and I didn't go down the grunge path because after Nirvana, like pretty much the next thing I was like, okay, Fugazi, Black Mm -hmm. Flag, like that Mm -hmm. whole like, you know, world of like classic 80s punk and got into Bad Brains. Um, One of the first hardcore songs I ever actually heard was by The Stains, um, a.k.a. Millions of Dead Cops, who uh, allegedly were playing with pretty soon, which is pretty cool. Wow. um, Full circle. um, That's huge. Yeah, from from there, just, like, finding local shows on Long Island, there was a crazy scene um, of hardcore and punk. And, you know, um, for me, biggest influences for my style of playing would be Sound Majority. Um, If you're from Long Island, you know. If you're not, you might not. But... Um, to me, greatest band, uh, most influential band in my life ever, um, and got to see them uh, do a reunion not long ago. Um, I think we all like Iron Sheik, newer Long Island band as well. So I do have like that Long Island style to my drumming that I bring into uh, the thing. But I would say also for us, like me and Mike, especially bands like Dillinger Four, um, Propagandi, I think those were big influences not only on like Mike's writing yeah. at the time, but also like on how we were kind of approaching. Um, putting together like the, the the musicianship of it, you know, yeah. and how we wanted the kind of production that, stuff to be like a little bit gritty, but still like super tight and yeah. all that. So um, I remember those were two bands that Mike and I bonded over pretty much like two seconds after talking. So yeah, that's why you know the band was you know formulated to kind of not just sound exactly like that, but yeah. definitely at its core at that. You know, just fast right skate punk, yep. skate melodic punk. hardcore, you know, yep. street punk, or, you know, all mixed into one, kind of. Awesome. What about you, Ralph? So I um, grew up loving, like, heavy metal, hair metal. Mm-hmm. My earliest music uh, memory is me singing Cat Scratch Fever in front of a mirror air guitaring. <laughs> so, like, I had to be, like, three or four when that was going on. Yeah. Um, but, like, I was, uh, had a cool, s- my uh, uh, mom dated this guy, Tommy, who had the illest collection of everything, from ACDC to ZZ Top, literally everything, Primus, Slayer, Metallica, like all this stuff. So I was like fourth grade listening to everything. I went through the whole gambit and I was like, oh, okay, I'm into all of this. Mm -hmm. And then fourth, that was the year Korn was like popping off. Mm -hmm. So Korn's first album was like 94, 95. So I was, it was right around that time, 95, 96. Blonde. So like Korn and like, then it was like Slipknot, that whole new metal scene. Then ICP, Mm. there was a terrible couple years where I was a juggalo. Juggalo stuff. Whoop whoop, I guess, or for if you're still into that crap. (laughs) I did live it. I have a tattoo on me too, sadly. Um, But then it like turned into like, death metal like 
technical metal and mm-hmm. like really heavy metal. Um, like after I would say like 2004 ish, right mm-hmm. around there, it was also like Jimi Hendrix and psychedelic. So I started to learn all these bands' music. So mm-hmm. I was just like self-taught deep dive. Uh, mom dated this guy Jay later, who was also into music and guitar. So he had all these uh, Zeppelin books. So it took him like months to learn Braunier. Mm-hmm. I picked up the book I learned it in like a week, and he nice. was pissed. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "Okay, this is my thing. Uh, awesome. I got this. I got this locked He's in." Like, you little fucker. So yeah, he was pissed. He was he he just looked at me. He was like, "Sounds good." And I was like, "Oh, got you, Jay." But uh, awesome. <laughs> Jay's a cool guy, so I can't I can't hate him. But yeah. uh, got me into all that, and then like yeah, like I said, I was getting into like heavier shit. So modern punk is more my thing. But growing up i had a uh, bad religion goldfinger blake 182 mm-hmm. like i was in all that stuff yeah. F- uh, fugazi as well but that was later because i i didn't know about these bands because i only had what i knew i could get to yeah um but then uh yeah like heavy heavy ass metal i like i like he- breakdowns i want breakdowns yeah, yeah. i want gurgles Ooh, i want I love a good horror. breakdown i i love that shit but uh I don't want to incorporate that into this because that's not the same crap at all. Yeah. Right. But uh, shout out to the uh, yeah. I tried. I, I tried to get some in there. I, I I have like a metal project that I'm kind of uh, working on with a couple of guys right now. That's pretty sounded pretty sick. Pretty right? heavy. Yeah. But, I, I think I remember. I think you were posting right. You was like writing yeah, it's like, stuff. Drop G sharp like type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like insane. Yeah. But um, good. modern punk is like I love like pup. Mm-hmm. Or like bands like, uh, you know, Jeff Rosen's stock right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long Island D.I. That's why band that like started out as like a ska band that grew and did everything. Selling CDs by themselves, making T-shirts with spray paint, mm-hmm. growing their own brand. Yeah, and then real now DIY. Yeah. So like that shit hits that's me cool. in, you know, in the heart. And like bands like, you know, pop idols current like um iron chic he mentioned uh the mannequin pussy is fucking dope i've been on like a <laughs> kick with them yeah, the last cool. cu- yeah. couple days i've been like fuck these an awesome yeah. band but there's like a lot Sin's of gonna go crazy on spotify yeah. tonight let me tell yeah. you guys. there's there's a lot you guys of send her a list of uh, all your influences no. <laughs> there's like oh, yeah. a lot of great bands right now doing this so it's like hard for me to like sit here and try to like yeah, you could say a man. I, I could, I could, yeah. I go on all day. And, and I know, yeah, yeah, and I know that you know you're definitely into yeah. a lot of different styles of music. Me and Ralph met through uh, hip hop like ten years ago. Mike, you had <laughs> said that you're a big fan of Wu Tang. Yeah, Ralph, I know you've got some hip hop oh, background. Oh yeah, we, yeah. we all love hip hop. Yeah, you know. yeah. And, yeah. and you know. it's so funny because a lot of people, again, of because I, I, you know, obviously my circle of people normally don't listen to this style of music or you know whatever so a lot of the common misconception is that that's it you know you're in a punk rock band you don't listen to anything else or whatever the case may be so do you think that being well-rounded musically makes you even better at what you do do you think there's some influence from the hip-hop into what you do i was gonna say definitely bruce lee says be like you know water so I think music is one of those things where you could just literally throw everything together. 
personally, that's how I feel. I feel mm -hmm. like music is one of those things where if you have an understanding of all these different aspects, it definitely helps you because then you know in your head, this should go here, mm. but might not know why. But right. because you've listened to enough, you know, music yeah. of different kinds and you know genres, it definitely helps you pick out a little bit of a a flare to what you you, you could add. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I'll, definitely. I'll add to Very that important. to say, uh, you know, aside from Leave It Behind, I also do have this little uh, DJ project where I DJ vinyl. I got yeah. a lot of vinyl in my house, but particularly uh, what I'm, yeah. I'm most interested in is Rare Soul, um, mostly from the 60s, um, what people might call Northern Soul. So, um, yeah, I listen to a lot of that and I, I've, you know, collected a lot of great stuff over the years. So that is actually an influencer. It's like one of our songs that when I started playing, um, you know, I added this almost like gospel part at the end, but it's like on the, on the crash symbol and it just like gives like this extra power that, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily gotten from just listening to punk rock, you know? So that Definitely. stuff That's is, awesome. is dope. Yeah. And, uh, I also love like one of my greatest obsessions is like early sixties, Jamaican ska and reggae, um, you know, like especially Desmond Decker and things out on studio one Trojan records later oh, on in the stuff. early seventies. But, yeah. uh, uh, I love that. And, you know, I, all that music just helps you to, to hear different things that aren't, you know, there's, there's so many sounds and, you know, some of the greatest bands of all time, like the clash are, are one of my all time favorites and maybe my favorite band period. Um, and they got like tons of reggae and, you know, soul and like some experimental stuff too. So it's like, you know, definitely mm -hmm. it, it will expand your mind and, and help you to be better all around, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I enjoy awesome. a lot of different types of music. Uh, and being a musician, I think you, you automatically should be able to, you can appreciate any kind of thing. Yeah, you know, if it's good, sure. it's, you know it's good or, you know, it's like. That was, that was uh, and I do after, enjoy like, different records. Yeah, hip hop, uh, all types of music I, I enjoy and can appreciate probably any, you know any of it you know yeah i gotta say the more i talk to you guys the more interesting oh, we haven't even started we, yeah we haven't even <laughs> we could scratched go three the hours. what do you even talk to us about pro wrestling yet <laughs> we haven't even got into wrestling <laughs> so we'll have to have a part yeah. two you guys come back exactly <laughs> yeah yes. that's what i was just gonna say we're gonna have to have you guys back because i i now have so many more questions and i i want to dive into everything that you just said, but um, stay tuned because they'll be back and we'll we'll get into it. So um, I just want to say thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see you guys live. I will. Def I can't be there June sixth. It's my son's birthday, but I will oh. definitely definitely be at the next one after that. Awesome. And I'm Happy excited. birthday! Yeah, yeah. June sixth. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank All right. You. Thanks so, much. so again, thank, thank you guys you so much us. for coming on. This thank was an you. awesome interview, and I had a lot of fun with you guys. You want to so. let them know where uh, they can find you one more time before we go? Yeah, Instagram official, leave it behind, NY, Spotify, Apple Music, all that, iTunes, YouTube. You know, the, the EP's out. It's the out there. Flies. The time flies. Go check it so. out. It's streaming right now. It's really good. We've been bumping it the past couple of days. Yeah, and, appreciate uh, that. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for having and, us. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so we're going to blow out of here on three. We always uh, just say peace. You guys ready? He's right. going to count it up. One, two, three. Peace. peace.